you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Thank you for joining us today. I would like to use as a text for today's message, James chapter 1. And I'm going to be referring to verses 2 through 5. And if you want to turn there and take notes and mark in your Bibles, we're in church together today. Although separated by walls and distance, but we are together in faith and together in spirit today. And so we're so glad that you joined us. I want to talk to you today about adversity. I think we all know what that means, adversity. In Proverbs chapter 24 and verse number 10, the wise Solomon says, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. We know while few men are destroyed by adversity, most are made by adversity. The truth is that the scripture tells us time and time again that our adversity is working for our good. Adversity does one of two things. Adversity is either working something good into our lives or adversity is working something unusable out of our lives. What we are truly made of usually shows up and comes out on display during times of adversity. Now, I I must admit, I'm not much of a shopper. When it's time to go shopping, normally my wife does the shopping. When I shop, I don't usually browse. I I know what I'm going shopping for. There's a purpose for my shopping trip. My wife gives me a difficult time about our shopping adventures because I I, I usually would prefer her just to go do her shopping and And when I go shopping, it's usually for me. I'm looking for a suit or I'm looking for a pair of shoes or looking for something specifically. And uh, now now my wife, that lady can shop. Like if if they gave out, if, if shopping was an Olympic sport and they gave out gold medals for shopping, she would be an Olympic champion. 
she can shop. And uh, I, I would probably be better off just to hand her money because she, she has told me, we've been married almost 30 years, and through the 30 years, she has told me time and time again how much money she has, sh- she has saved me by her shopping skills. So sometimes I have a little money to hand her to go shopping, and when I give it to her, I tell her, look, go make me some money today. And she comes back with the reports of how much money we saved today. Now, for me, when, when I go shopping, uh, I'm not the skilled shopper that she is, but I have a few tactics that I like to uh, engage in when I go shopping. I, I usually go in and find something that looks good, but I, I do pay attention to the tag. My wife's taught me a little bit about shopping. I I pay attention to the tag, not necessarily the price tag. Maybe I should pay attention, more attention to the price tag. But before I make a purchase, I want to know where the item was made. Because there's a lot to be said about the item when I find out where it was made. So I don't just look at name brands, but I want to know some things about the item because you can learn so much about the value of something when you research where it was made. I've learned through time that watches that are made in Switzerland are the watches that you want or suits that are made in Paris or shoes that are made in Italy. Automobiles made in Germany, although I drive American-made. Tools that are made in America. You can learn a lot about a man, too, when you discover where and how he was made. How did he get to where he is? What was the process of his making that got him to where he is? I'm talking to you today about adversity. Perhaps you've all seen the bumper sticker or the social media meme, when life hands you lemons, make lemonade. And it's easy to smile at that statement, but a whole lot easier to smile at the statement than it is to practice it when you're the one that's been handed the lemons. But the basic philosophy is pretty sound. In fact, this principle is taught throughout the Bible. Not those words, but the principle is taught in the Bible. There are numerous people who turned defeat into victory and trials into triumph in Scripture. Instead of them rolling over and becoming victims in the middle of their crisis, they came out the other side victorious and champions. The epistle of James gives us insight And I want to refer to our text today in James chapter 1 where he begins to write and says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers or diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Whether you're dealing with trials on the outside or temptations on the inside, the key to turning tests into triumphs 
The key to overcoming adversity is to obey four imperatives that I want to leave with you in this message today. Number one is to count it all joy. Number two, to know that your trial works for your good. Number three, to let patience work in you. And number four, to ask the Lord for help. I'm going to break those down for you. The first, to count it all joy when you face adversity. Notice James doesn't assume that if you face adversity, but he just assumes we're going to face adversity. He doesn't say if, but he said when. This is because we should expect trials to come. Don't be caught off guard when trials come. It seems that America was caught off guard in some ways over the last few weeks, but we shouldn't be caught off guard when trials come. We should live expecting that trials are going to come. Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33, These things I've spoken to you that you might have peace. In the world, he says, you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Paul also in Acts chapter 14 and verse 22 said we must go through much tribulation in order to enter into the kingdom of God. The nature of these trials are, are various. It's never the same. Your trial and my trial, even today, although we're going through this together, our trials may be quite different. Some's dealing with job layoffs and some are dealing with sick family members that they can't visit in a hospital and others are battling and clinging for, for hope in their own life and, and, and some are busier than they've ever been worried at, at how they're going to protect themselves and their family because they're in the front lines right now trying to battle this horrible pandemic that is brought upon us. Some trials come. And people question the why of trials. And some trials come simply because we're human. That's right. It's nothing that you've done. It's not of your own making. Some trials come. Sickness comes. Accidents happen. Things come. It's just part of being born of woman. The same writer James says that life is few days and full of trouble. There's going to be trouble. He says it's full of it. Disappointments abound. Death is as much a part of life as birth, although we don't like to look at it in that manner, but it's part of living. Other trials come, not of our own making, but they're brought on by the enemy. I don't want to give the enemy credit for anything, but there are some things that we go through that are compliments of your adversary. Many of these attacks come and they attack our emotions, they attack our mind, they attack our spiritual well-being. And those attacks, ladies and gentlemen, are not brought on by the Lord, but the Lord has allowed them because He is wanting to make something in your life. He's either working something out of you or working something into you because He is wanting to use you. 
When you face spiritual attack, get ready and know that God behind the scenes is allowing it to happen because he has something in store for your future. Be encouraged about it today. 1 Peter chapter 4, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. Think it not strange. Don't, don't get caught off guard by it, the Apostle Paul says. Peter said, think it not strange. Timothy says, yea. Paul's second writing to Timothy, he says, yea. And all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, he says. Everybody that's going to live is going to suffer. But when Satan fights us and the world opposes us, we, according to Scripture, says we should count it all joy. Doesn't mean it's joyful, but we should count it all joy. That means the way we look at what we're going through. Instead of being the victim, I count it all joy because I know that if I'm in the trial, God's working something for my good. How's it possible, Pastor? To rejoice in the midst of trials. Here's the second thing I want to point out to you today. Knowing that your trial is working for your good. The right knowledge, this information is important to your future. That trials make it possible for you to have a promised future. How is that possible? Because God is working something through the trial. And it is possible for a child of God to have joy in adversity. It's not happiness. Happiness is a result of things that happen. That's the happenings in life, thus happiness. But joy is something that comes through faith and knowing God is on your side and that he will never leave you, never forsake you. He's not against you, but he's working it for your good. That's where joy comes from. In the worst day of your life, I've got the joy of the Lord in my soul. So we're to understand that trials test our faith. When our faith is tested, it can bring out the best in us. Just as fire purifies gold, just as training makes the athlete stronger, we can have joy in trials because we know that although our adversary would like to use it to harm us, God is working the trial for my good. It's for your good. When faith is tested, it produces patience. Now, patience, I want you to understand this today. Patience is, is not passive acceptance of circumstances. That's not what patience is. It's not passive acceptance of circumstances. But actually, the word patience comes from a Greek word, which means to remain or to abide strongly or firmly. That's what it really means. It doesn't mean to roll over and play dead and act like it didn't happen. It means that through adversity, I will remain strong. That's what patience is, knowing that the end is going to come. This too shall pass. It also denotes the ability to exhibit steadfastness 
and consistency in the face of the most formidable difficulty. It is a courageous perseverance in the face of suffering. It is the continuing on even when it is rough going, but despite the circumstances. Patience says, I get up every day, I get dressed, and I move forward. Now, I'm not telling you not to lounge in your homes, but I do want us to be careful about staying in bed all day and not getting up and facing the day strongly like you would if you were going to work. Like you would if you're socializing every day. Somebody needs to get up, get their shower, get cleaned up, get dressed, comb your hair, brush your teeth. I've been to Walmart. A few people need that message. Some folks need to get up and approach your day just like you approach every other day of your life. This week I came here to the church and I was here and and Aiden, my nephew, came by and he looked at me and he said, Uncle, why in the world are you dressed up? Do you always wear that sport coat everywhere you go? Couldn't Couldn't you just lounge today? I didn't explain it to him. But I got up that morning. I wasn't necessarily feeling the best. I too were dealing with troubles. But I was I was determined I'm not going to let this day beat me. I got up, got dressed just like I do every day, came to the house of the Lord like I do every day and said, you know what? I'm going to face the future because God is on my side. Things may not be going favorable to me, but God is favorable of me. Number three, I've got to hurry. Number three, let patience have its work in you. The writer said, let patience have her perfect work. But I'm telling you today, let patience work in you. See, it's one thing to talk to somebody else but it, about you need to be more patient. But what about us? It's easy for us to tell our kids when they're saying, Dad, 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 to say, hey, be patient. But are we being patient? How about the way we're handling life? Are we being patient? To truly turn trials into triumph. We must let or allow patience to do its work in us because patience is working something in us that is going to make us better in the future than what we are right now. Too often we want to get through trials or difficulties very quickly. We want to rush through them. I warn you. I warn all of our government leaders, although they perhaps won't listen and wouldn't hear this this message that I'm preaching today, but if I could tell them something, I want to tell them, be patient. Don't push your, your employer to let you get back to work. We'll know when it's time, and you'll know when it's time. Be patient, but we live in a world that's, we want it quick, we want it now, we want it our way, right away, now. But there are times when the best course is to bear up under the burden of the trial and bear the burden patiently and let that patience work something in us instead of grumbling and complaining about everything that is going. I choose to speak positively. Instead of finding something negative to say every time I make a phone call to my friend, I want to be able to speak an encouraging word. Instead of everything, some of us need to... 
I'm about to get sidetracked here. Some of us need to just turn off the news a little bit and shut down social media a little bit. Pull our family together and say, hey, we've got some time off. Let's enjoy some time together. Find something productive to do in your life. When patience has had an opportunity to work, patience produces maturity. That's what's going to come out of your patience, maturity. The word perfect doesn't mean sinlessness but rather completeness or wholeness or maturity. Patience brings about maturity in your life. Letting patience have its work in you, meaning you will mature spiritually if you will allow God to work it for your good. Number four, let him ask of God. Let him ask of God. For Solomon, it was a request for wisdom. It was a request for wisdom. He was asking God who is able to give it. And God promised to give it liberally. Can I tell you today that the plans that God has for your life are far greater than the plans that you have for yourself? You think everything's gone wrong and all of your plans have been been crumbled. I'm coming today to say to you that God has a better plan for your life than you had for yourself. He had significant plans for you. You are a significant part of God's agenda on this earth. And your life is important to God and it's important to the church. And so my question as I approach a close today, is what is God speaking to you today? What is God saying to you in the middle of this adversity? What is God saying to you? Some of you perhaps are feeling the tug of God upon your heart and you know and you desire to turn your life toward the Lord or to turn back to God. This is what adversity will do for you. Adversity will work things for your good. And these are some good things that this adverse situation can bring into your life. The entire process of growth and fulfillment of your destiny hinges on the way that you handle adversity today. The reason some people will never be able to understand the changes in your life when you come out the other side of this and you come out better and you come out whole and you come out with a sound mind and maybe you come out, maybe you went into this with a weak walk with the Lord but you come out the other side strong and bold in your faith. Maybe somebody came out the other side but in the middle of this you made a decision to repent of your sins and to turn your life back toward the Lord. They'll never understand you. Some people may question and say, what is this? It's because they are not with you when God is speaking. They don't know what adversity has done for you. For them, adversity can have its own effect. But for you, child of God, online listener, for you today, what is God speaking to you? And will you say yes to God? And will you allow what He is speaking come to fruition in your life? 
those of you that have been walking with the Lord for a long time, and here you are in the midst of this adversity, and you're wondering why people don't understand you. The reason some people don't understand your anointing is because they weren't there with you in the middle of your adversity. Unless they saw you go through the days of your adversity and your development, rarely will they ever be able to accept you on the stage of your success. They don't know what you had to go through to get where you are. But you know it was adversity that made you. That's why I tell you today, when you're going through adversity, you need to do whatever it is that God is telling you to do. Somebody needs to get up from your grumbling today and just keep on going. Regardless what people say or somebody's going to think about you and what your friends are going to say, you need to make a decision. Today, I'm turning my life back toward the Lord. There is a spiritual refining process and better days are just around the corner for you. I know it's already been said today, but I want to say it again. If you want prayer, all you have to do is let us know. Somebody will meet you here and pray with you. If you want to repent of your sins, we'll pray with you. You want to be baptized? The baptismal tank is ready. We're ready. As a matter of fact, we baptized somebody on Friday in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're ready. We're standing by. If you want to be baptized, let us know. Say something in the comments and we'll, we'll meet you here. Let this adversity not push you away but let it draw you to the Lord somebody may be going through it today but your life may be the sermon that God is going to use to preach to the next person that is going to revolutionize and change their life I was reminded in my preparation of the late Andre Crouch who wrote a song through it all through it all I learned to trust in Jesus and I learned to trust him more. I was thinking about his words and thinking about the concepts. And I just felt a little nudge of the Spirit. And I, I got a word I want to say to you today. That when you outlast your adversary and you outlive your adversary, promise is going to be waiting you on the other side. How are you going to handle this adverse situation? Your adversary, adversary thinks he's destroying you. But we know that God is building you up. God is working through your adversity. God is working everything for your good. I want to pray for you today right where you are. Pull your family in close. God, we know that you're making us and forming us in the midst of this adversity. God, we pray that you are forming us into your image, the image that you would like and have for us to be. Lord, shape us, form us, make us what you would have us to be. Lord, let us overcome the adversary of our soul, the one that would like to push us away from you, oh Lord. Let us overcome by the decision that is made today for that person that is listening online right now, for that church member that is struggling through this week. God, I pray for your strength. I pray for the courage of the Lord to stand firm in these evil days and to stand, Lord, having done all to stand, just to keep standing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, let's give God some praise today. We honor you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. God bless you today. I won't be overcome.
Where you won't find 